in-between person who is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and everything. Yep. Oh, it's beautiful, <laughs> that, that's probably the prettiest time of the year even even like compared to spring just the the turning of the, the leaves yeah, yes. the, the, oh the, the it's gorgeous the, leaves, the brightness and yeah we usually do a, a annual photograph trip with my father and my sister when i was in connecticut but now it's kind of like eh, maybe not um but I'm, you know, teaching my husband how to do it because as we drive, I yell, stop when I see something. You're a leafer. Freaked out. <laughs> it's like, no, you need to pull over when I yell, stop. It doesn't mean go 10, 10 minutes down the road. <laughs> right here, right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, and, and, you know, when it was my, my father and my sister, you know, that's what it would be like, eh, to the side mm-hmm. of the road. <laughs> And then we'd all pile out and <laughs> go take pictures or whatever it was. But yeah, <laughs> I love fall for that reason. But I also love summer because, you know, I'm at the beach. You can't not love the summer when you're at the beach. Even even the heat, even the humidity, you know, you've got the ocean. That's true. <laughs> but as long as you've got a way to cool off, then yes. it's, the summer's okay. But it's, yes. it's when it's it, just that unrelenting heat and you have no way to cool down that it, it's... Oh, please end. <laughs> and, the, and the main ocean will cool you down instantly. Oh, yeah. No yeah. doubt about that. Hey, Margaret. Hi, Margaret. <laughs> well, I guess we should get started then since uh, we're already live. So, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Spilling Ink. We are the talk show that takes you behind the book to meet the authors and professionals in the publishing industry. And we've got two new authors to introduce you to, first timers on our show. Uh, let's do an eeny, meeny, miny, mo here. Kara. Uh, Introduce yourself to us, please. I am, uh, I'm Tanya Nagel, and I write as Kara September and Echo North. Uh, Kara North, I write primarily 18 and older romance in a variety of genres. Uh, September North, I write um, young adult for mature readers as Echo North, which has not had anything published yet. Um, it's all like the non-romance, you know, primarily like, um, you know, fantasy stuff that's other fiction that's not like focused on romance. Um, and then as me, I write nonfiction stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I give advice that I don't follow, you know, regular <laughs> regular writer things. <laughs> we never follow our own advice. No. Never. <laughs> All right. I like that. We're going to touch on the fact that you've got different names today and, and how you approach that. But Solo, let's have you introduce yourself. Sure. Uh, my name is Monica Leonel. I write a solo storm under contemporary fiction or sorry, contemporary fantasy and paranormal romance and really anything in the bucket, you know, so like fantasy romance. But like my main things are um contemporary fantasy and paranormal romance and yeah just excited to be here so i uh under monica Leonel, i also write nonfiction. so <laughs> well three non-fiction people <laughs> <laughs> all right so i've got to ask because we talked about this on a previous show how the using pen names is great for segregating your writing but it creates the, the necessity to make those individual names their own personality and have their own social media. And that can become kind of daunting if you're, you're managing so many social media accounts with different names. How do you 
how do you approach it without draining your your energy resources? I don't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I put, I have like one, I tried that and it was, it was too much because again, like I'm working, I'm part, like, I'm just like, oh no, no. So if someone has the time and that's like your full-time life, your full-time job, and you really need, you know, to, to do that, then go for it. Or if you have enough money that you can pay someone to set up all that. But for me, like everyone can't be Judy Bloom where you're writing freckle juice and wifey, but I need those uh, names, not necessarily to, to separate it for other people as much as to separate it for myself. Um, you know, when I'm writing as Kara North, it is a completely different mindset than when I'm writing as September or Echo. Like it helps me almost like get into that author. If I can say like get into character, if I were going on stage, like it's to get into that author when I'm going to the, the keypad. So I, I, everyone knows they're all under one website and they've got different tabs and for my social media, it's all there, but yeah, I don't like, I just, I'm, I'm probably, that's probably not the best advice, but, or what you're used to hearing, but that's, that's how I do it. I like that. Instead of like method acting, it's method writing, you know, really dive into that persona and you're right. It, it is such a time sink just to manage one author profile across all the platforms that we need to be on. I mean, it's TikTok, it's Twitter, it's Instagram, mm-hmm. it's Facebook. Uh, and remembering LinkedIn. which author name, which name you're, 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 doing stuff under with yeah. signing. Oh which my would be really bad if a mistake comes up on that because yeah. I I had a mistake signing my car uh, my, <laughs> my car title. <laughs> At least it was my copy that I did. You know, I'm going through I'm doing my you know my very name, my very name, my very name. And then on the last one for some I was thinking about my book and I signed J.E. Taylor. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> she, she laughed and I said, I said I write under this name and I was thinking about my book and she said that's okay it's real copy <laughs> but you wrote that oh thank god <laughs> so you know having multiples I I I don't think I would be able to do it <laughs> so I give you credit <laughs> and I'm the I'm the person who forgets that I have a pen name and oh, that yeah. account gets zero love <laughs> And then I feel bad. <laughs> Dang it. I'm ignoring her. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much the same way. I, I um, you know, I don't post. I, I think that, yeah, it's, it's sad. I, I don't think I posted to my pen name account for probably at least a year, uh, which is a problem because I do actually have like new, new stuff coming out soon, you know, so it's it is tough to maintain all of those. And um, I don't, the other thing is I'm not really a social media person to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's like a struggle that I I don't think it's just me. I think a lot of authors have that where we're just like, you know, unless you're, unless you like really liked social media to begin with, you're probably not posting, even if you like remember to, or, you know, you really have to have a system of some sort, which I know I, I don't right now. Um, and it's something that I think about every once in a while, like maybe I should get one. Yeah. I'm right there with you. It's, it's like, okay, I know I should post. What do I post? Well, I don't want to post sales posts all the time. Cause that's just spammy. So I need to post things that are interesting. All right. Be interesting on the fly. 
Yeah, that's that's like carrying a, a show for 35 minutes alone. <laughs> I, like on, on my, it, for people who follow me on different social medias, each platform, I have almost a different personality because yeah. I'll take, you know, Twitter is where I go and just blow off steam. Cause for me, it's like shouting into the void. Instagram, I tend to post a lot of memes because I think they're funny and it's, that's just where all of my memes go. I'm not being interesting, but I'm posting interesting things, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then Facebook is where all the family is. So I know they want the kid pictures and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I, I don't have a, a pattern to my, you know, my social media either. And I know I'm not doing it right. <laughs> does, it, does the list name Rituals and Ruins, that has been the game changer for me as far as like social media goes, because I did not, I like I knew best practice, but I did not follow best practice, but I have been so much more aware and conscious of what I'm doing and making content and posting content simply because I am part of a team and mm -hmm. I don't want to let the team down. Like I don't want to be the wink link. See, and when you've got a, a team helping, you know, craft some ideas for you to post or, or things that you, you know, should be looking towards doing that helps when you're just a regular, you know, person out there trying to boost your presence. It's, it's daunting. <laughs> yeah. it and is, I don't know how is. to do some of this stuff, like the videos and everything else. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to do the videos either. <laughs> I, do those. I I do some of the you know some of the graphics because I have GIMP and I you know I'll play on GIMP. I don't have Photoshop, so you know I'm I'm like this you know this this amateur trying to do these things. <laughs> Uh, oh, Kara's game changer was the rituals and ruins set we're in. <laughs> Sorry, um, and and yeah, it's 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 tough, and keeping up with the posts and, and we all have this regimented schedule that we have to do things on, you know, day in and day out of the week. You know, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> yeah, it becomes a, a full-time job to manage multiple mm -hmm. platforms you know even just with one mm -hmm. so when, one thing that uh some of my friends do that it seems to work is they just do like a uh like a day at the beginning of the month or like towards the like in the last week of the month and they just schedule like a bunch of stuff and they just spend the whole day like you know, making their graphics or like finding their graphics. If you, you know, if you're more consistent, you have a catalog and all that. And mm -hmm. so I don't know. I mean, that's, it's definitely something to think about, but then I'm always like, well, what's the, I always struggle. Cause I'm like, well, I know the value in the long term, and being consistent. What is the value when I am myself and not inconsistent. And like, I may do this for a month and then like may, not do it you, you know it's like like it's hard because you really have to do it for like six to 12 months before you really even see a lot of um shift if ever like that's the other thing is i've sometimes done social media for a while and it didn't really pay off and so um it's hard to justify like, i'm missing consistency I'm, so yeah <laughs> i start something i think it's kind of cool and then i just lose steam because well it's hard to know, keep up with well, like mm -hmm. Kara, I have a full-time day job. So, you know, it's like, 
do I write or do I promote? Mm -hmm. Those, you know, you know, because promoting takes, as you said, time. It's like, where is my time yeah. better spent? And there's but, no point promoting if you don't get it written. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like that movie <laughs> with the, uh, what was it, Corella DeVille driving and crazy hair. And it's like me trying to manage this, 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 and stay sane. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not happening. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is why I like my Twitter account because I have everything scheduled daily and, and it cycles through. And I have hundreds. It took me a long time to build the hundreds of posts that I have that it, that it cycles through. Um, but it's just like, okay, I, you know, and my problem is I don't, I don't go out there enough, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is actually a good comment, right? Day, promote day, right? Day, promote day. Cause the, the reality is that however long it takes you to write a book, like, like, let's say it takes you a month, which is, you know, lots of people, it takes like way longer than that, but yeah whatever that time is you do need like a month to do the promo for it like that that is just like a, mm -hmm. like you know we're kind of like i think sometimes what i find myself doing is i pack my creation schedule like full and then i don't have the time to do the promotion which takes the same mm -hmm. amount of time as whatever the book took to create um and that that's where I kind of find myself falling. So I don't know if this is supposed to be an episode about like how to do this well, but I only know how to do it poorly. <laughs> you know what? We learn from experience. So whether yes. it's good or bad, experience does teach. <laughs> now, speaking of that, before we went live, Jane, you said you were experimenting with something that seems to be gaining some traction. Yeah. Um, on my page, I put a just I, I made a simple meme with with a blue, you know, just a blue background, a very, you know, the other ones I saw were yellow or black. And I thought, okay, blue is a pleasing color. I love those. So, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> yellow is something that grabs your attention, but blue is something that's calming. Um, so I chose blue and I did, you know, the 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 just a general meme of how many, you know, one point for everyone you every series you've watched and i listed 60 series three rows of 20 and i put it out there and that generic thing on my page at this point has 1500 engagements wow which most of my things get you know under 100 engagements lately but i'm hoping that you know as it grows the algorithms around my page will increase so when I post something else, more people will see it, you know, organically rather than trying to boost things. Because I don't, I don't advertise on Facebook yet, because it scares me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, at, I've gotten Amazon ads down pretty well. You know, I don't spend a lot, but I, you know, I'm until this month, it has been consistent. This month. My my ebook sales have just died, but <laughs> on Amazon, I'm starting to see it on the other places. So so it's like okay, <laughs> in this house we don't boost. Okay, <laughs> and we, you know, we mentioned that the you know the 
kind of, it's not like a complete tide change because, I mean, you have people like me who live in cabins who are not right. going to be able to indulge in that, that print book buying the way that, you know, we may right. be used to or love to. But um, I think certain platforms right now, especially TikTok and even with, with Instagram, it is really, because uh, you can upload the reels there. I, I think that um, that touch it, feel it, show it, you know, kind of kind of thing has has sort of shifted readers back to print. And it's put mm -hmm. a lot of pressure on authors, not not just to have only to have print, because there was that whole like print's dead, you need an ebook. So everybody's rushing over to, you know, to figure out how to do ebooks. And now they're like, print's coming back. You need a print book. And everyone's like, how do I format a print? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true. <laughs> this craziness. So but then it's like next level. This book now has to be beautiful. I'm going to read it on my e-reader, but I'm going right. to show it on this video and then put it on my shelf. Like wildly, I, yeah. I have always, I have always gotten print books for my for my books because I want to hold my book in my hand as an author as well. You know, you know, the, to get the book, the pretty book, and go, ooh, you know, smell it, everything. Um, yes, it's kind of weird, um, but yeah, I mean, I do want that physical book in my home. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I have thousands of ebooks on my, on my Kindle and in my Kindle, Kindle account, but, you know, I joined the special edition um, box set uh, recently. And I absolutely love the special editions because, you know, they're, they're beautiful hardcover editions. So it, it, you still have the, the people who say, no, I just want it on the e-reader because Honestly, outside of the tra traditional publishing, our books on e-readers are much less expensive than a trad published book. So, yeah, I I agree with you, Kara. Like I, <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> I'm definitely um. So I was setting up a Kickstarter campaign today, but I was you know like and I I um. I teach a Kickstarter course, so I am looking at these campaigns all the time. But today I was doing one, and uh, it, it's for five five romance books. Um, so you know, I don't know if the readership is there for like kind of a hardcover, like a nice hardcover edition. But you know, a lot of people on Kickstarter are doing these special edition omnibuses, and so I was like, well, maybe I should, you know, put put one of them together and like. Um, and I also, for this campaign, I'm doing like a tarot deck as well, oh, um, because it's something that I've, like, I, I know how to do from like something else. Um, but yeah, it's, it, there is, there's a lot of pressure to like, not just offer, you know, like a paperback or even just a hardcover, but it's got to be like this blinged out special edition hardcover. And, and they're really like quite expensive to make, especially mm -hmm. if you don't have a huge audience to where you could do like a print run of a thousand or even a print mm -hmm. run of 500. Um, they're very, very expensive. So it's like, it's kind of like, well, if the readers want to pay for that, then that's fine. But like, <laughs> you have to kind of figure that out. So, um, but yeah, I, th I think it is kind of funny. I, I started self-publishing in 2009 and I did not know how to do the ebook, but I knew how to format the print book. So I'm kind of lucky because 
when it went to eBooks, I had, I struggled to learn that, but now that's going back to print. I'm like, I know how to do this. <laughs> so. Yeah. You've got a lot more options with print too on, on what to do just on the page itself. Yes. Yes. I'm learning that. <laughs> I'm playing around with, with different, uh, uh, software for that. I think I have, what's the other, what's the thing called? You've got Atticus, right? Yes. I have Atticus. Do you but have Atticus um, doesn't do the size that I want for the special edition. And um, it doesn't have as much, shells. it doesn't have as much flexibility to change things either. Right. Right. Um, exactly. There's InDesign. There's a, the InDesign clone. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It starts with an A. Affinity. Affinity. Thank you. Yes. I have that too. Because you told me about it. Yep. And Affinity <laughs> also got a Photoshop <laughs> So if you want to do Photoshop without the subscription, oh. Affinity's um, photo is yep. the clone of Photoshop. And they also have a Illustrator clone too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I haven't, uh, I haven't gotten the photo one, but you know, the, the book one, I haven't figured out. I'm, you know, I'm like, <laughs> it takes time. It takes time. Yeah. Yes. Time that I don't have yet. <laughs> uh, and that's like the central theme of all of this is that, you know, how do we, how do we work our time in the most efficient way to write, to publish, to promote, to, you know, to do you, all these things and still live, have a life? <laughs> yes. Does, does anyone else have, does anyone else have a Patreon? I have yeah. one that I haven't used in forever because I didn't know how to optimize it and, and, mm -hmm. and make the best use of it. So that for me, um, and again, my Patreon is not huge. And I, I definitely feel like having a $1 just looking, that's what my $1 is called. It's called just looking um, option for people to be able to kind of get in there and explore and, you know, see, see what's available to them um, is, is important. Like, and then after they've been in there a while, if they really like you because again that's kind of what you're selling is yourself mm -hmm. um in there you then they might increase or they may just stick you know stick around at a buck which is totally fine um with me but like i use them as my sounding board i mean like they these are the people who whether it's one five or $25 have decided to back me as an author. Mm -hmm. Um, when I, my first year I had three people, um, Roxy, Stella, and my mom, uh, <laughs> that was it. I had three people for an entire year, but those three people kept me like true to, I need to come over here and do something because they are, expecting me to do something. And that's, that's how I figured it out was with those, with those people. And then, and then it just slowly, you know, kind of built to what it is right now. And so I'm curious because I am, I'm launching a Patreon, but I did not do a $1 just looking tier. So what does that like, how, what, how does that work? I let them, I, my $1 just looking tier gets them access to like the posts. Um, and then anything like above that tier, I do quarterly mailings. And so depending on where you're at with that tier depends on what you're physically going to get in the mail. Because again, everyone likes getting fun mail. Um, and so my first and second quarter tier is, I mean, pretty much everyone's getting, you know, just like 
postcards and stickers and thank yous and, and things like that. But my third quarter tier, because I go to Literary Love Savannah every year, and a lot of them also come to that convention, I, for the people who come, I have special, that's where they get their special, you know, swag, swag pack for me um, for third quarter. And then I do a mailer for fourth quarter and that's where they get kind of like their holiday surprise um, mm -hmm. mailer. That sounds really fun. So all of mine was digital, but I think I'll, I think I might add in the physical rewards basically. It sounds really <laughs> cool. So if you have different tiers, do you also segment the things that they see on those tiers? Like just looking maybe gets blog posts, but the next tier gets to see advanced chapters or things like that. You could do that. But again, I'm, I'm like low maintenance with that kind of stuff. And I wouldn't remember who to exclude or who to include on posting. So it's like, everybody's <laughs> got to see the posts like that yeah. base level. You're going to see whatever I'm writing. That's where it is. There's <laughs> a good question. I, yeah. Oh, oh, would you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> would Margaret, you consider? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Margaret's asking, would you consider doing a Kickstarter and a Patreon solo? Um, yeah, so I, so, um, yeah, so I've, I've been doing Kickstarter for the last year. And um, like I said, I have one coming up in October. It's, there's actually on Kickstarter right now, there's um, a, a thing that Kickstarter is doing called Witch Starter. So just as a paranormal um, author who does fantasy and romance, I was like, that sounds really cool. Um, I want to do it. So what you do is you have to prep your campaign to, to go live. I think it's, it doesn't have to go live in October, but like around October. And um, yeah, I think Kickstarter is really good for kind of like that one time shot with your fans. So like when somebody goes to Kickstarter, they only have to pay one time. So they, you know, they could, if they have, if their budget is $5, they can, you know, back to campaign at $5 and they're only charged $5 and then they get their thing. Um, or if they have $50, then they can. Whereas to me, Patreon is like such an ongoing membership thing. It's not like, oh, I like this person. Let me give them $5. It's like, I like this person. Do I want to like be paying $5 every month for until like for, for either four years or until I forget to can't, you know, until I remember to cancel it. And so I think they're, they're really two different things, but I think that they're both really valuable for building a fan base um, that in, in a way that retailers doesn't really allow. Um, because, yeah. Yeah. It's like very reader driven and on Kickstarter too, like in my backer surveys and or my backer like updates, I'll ask like, do you want this or do you want this? Um, and then they they are uh, really vocal and they do direct and say like, well, we want this. And I'm like, OK, I wasn't going to do that. So it's a good thing I asked you. Um, and, and it's it's very helpful to have that fandom um, and be able to ask, because if they want that, then probably the other probably the larger public wants that, too. I've never tried. Is it Kofi or coffee? Because I, I know Patreon and, and Anita has mentioned Kofi, coffee. Okay. coffee um, yeah. Anybody know how to say that right? I don't know. <laughs> I think they're trying to go for coffee. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, that tip jar type of thing where Kofi you can. Kofi rhymes Kofi. with no fee. So no fee. Oh, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> That's fun. 
yeah, there's so many of those platforms and and yeah, you see the the Kofi and I see Patreon pop up a lot. And you know, again, right. and it's on top of all the other social medias, so there's no right. one-stop shop. Yeah, I I opened a, a, a I think a Kofi or yeah, Kofi and I I completely <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> it's like I opened it and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do some fun <laughs> things later and I just you know, maybe not. It, yeah, exactly, exactly. With so many things, you know, we have all of these social media platforms that we as authors are are expected to master, yeah. are expected to at least understand. And you know, you mentioned TikTok. Hello, yeah. I'm completely TikTok. lost in TikTok. You know, when somebody says do a duet, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to hear me sing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Wait, maybe they'll pay us not to sing. Yes, that would be yeah. really good. <laughs> I think we do that to ourselves, though. Yeah. I mean, because I, I, and I know that I, I would imagine that if, and I, and I always have to remind myself of that. If writing was the income that paid my mortgage, mm -hmm. the kind of mastery I would have over many things would be extremely different. Um, because that would be my, my survival. Um, but because it is not, I guess I have that, I have that luxury of just figuring out the things that work for me and, yeah, you know, and then just going, going with that. Like if something stops working, I try something else and, you know, and I, I mean, I've been, published over 14 years and it's, it's been up, it's been down, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I can pay off a bill and sometimes I can pay for a coffee at Starbucks. It's not, right. Right. It's, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and every time I get the, back uh, in 2012, when everybody was buying our eBooks, that was awesome. <laughs> I miss those days. I know. Now I, I get know. that $2 notice on, for uh, was it draft to digital? Yeah. Your royalties have arrived. Yes. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Going from you know helping to pay for my daughter's college to to helping to pay for a Starbucks coffee. <laughs> it does. It does go up and down, and and a yeah. lot of it 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 really does go with the flow of social media, but also choosing the right social media at the right time because. It has changed. It has evolved. It used to be Facebook was the place to be. Twitter was the place to be. Uh, now it's TikTok. And and it seems like TikTok is really driving yeah. all the traffic right now. Right. But for how long? Exactly. exactly. But, you know, I feel like these, these are also kind of like, um, like tropes and, um, you know, themes and, and genres or whatever. It's like they, they just, they it's like Evolve. fashion, right? Yep. Like if you yep. walk into a store right now, it's like the seventies and eighties are fighting, you know, for your attention. <laughs> yes. It's it's either bell bottoms or like hot pink something. So it's, <laughs> it's, yes. it's like a clash of the, of the, the generations or something. I don't know what's going on there, but um, it's better than the hunger games outfits that were last season. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think that that's what, you know, that's what happens. So I, it's always like, don't worry about it because 
if this is something that works for you, it probably also works for other people. As long as it works for enough other people, you're, you're going to, you're going to find each other, you know, like mm -hmm. your readers are going to eventually find you what you're writing. If it's not hot right now is probably going to be like so much fire mm -hmm. in six months from now that you can't keep up with it. So just do you. Mm. Margaret says TikTok is powered by the attention of children. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's world dominating. Uh, listen to an interesting podcast about its dangers. Oh, yeah, I've seen a lot of podcasts, a lot of uh, YouTube shows about the, the dangers of what TikTok does. And, and yeah. a lot of our attention is just really being shrunk down. Yeah. And uh, today's attention, I mean, people have the attention of a gnat today. So this is even even worse than that. Yeah. You, know, you have to catch, I mean, and that goes back to writing. You have to catch them in the first page. Otherwise, you're lost. Well, see, now that's changed, too, because yeah. that, that in medias res style of writing, of jumping right into the thick of it, isn't wasn't always in vogue. They used right. to enjoy the, the character building, world building start, which is now considered too slow. Yeah. Yeah, I miss exactly. that. I, I, as a reader, prefer that slower start personally. But um, yeah, I have had to change some stuff on my books to make it make it work better. But the nice thing about indie publishing is that if it swaps back, you can just re-edit and re-release. Right. I, I tell people like about you know my cowboy series, the you know my. <laughs> I'm like, that is in my Beaufort series. I'm like, this is like contemporary historicals mm -hmm. because it's before cell phones. Yeah. But after, you know, like the internet. So it's, it's in this weird place that some of you don't know about. So when you're <laughs> reading it, they, you know, like I had someone was like, why wouldn't she just do this? They didn't have that. You know, <laughs> we didn't have all of this right now. Um, but it'll, you know, some people appreciate that. They want that. And they'll, they'll find it. Right. Right. So it's less yeah. about trying to be everywhere at all times. And it's more about finding your place and just focusing on that. <laughs> the before times. <laughs> before, before times. <laughs> it's like the after times. It's the, it, it was during times, not aerial. <laughs> it was the in-between time when they had the big ass car phones that looked like they could clock somebody. You could clock someone with those. <laughs> that was a weapon. We were like not driving around with that thing for sure. It's like, oh, yeah, no. Who had the big center console car phone? I did not. My mom had those. I was like, that is the coolest thing when she got it installed. Now I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't think my parents had it either. It took them, it took them years to get cell phones. <laughs> and I, I, early adopters with technology. And, and I remember my brother, who he was 10 years older than me. Mm -hmm. um, when he first got his cell phone, my thought, and that was I was a kid at the time, and I remember going. Why would you want to be so accessible that they can reach you anywhere? Hello today. Mm -hmm. I mean, I already had a phone call interrupt the show once and then a text message. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> there is the comment about the niche and I, that um, and like finding yours. And I think that there is definitely yes. something to that. But I also think that it's something to not let that own 
you, you know, like I came up in that, this is what you're writing and this is what you're writing. And you can't try anything else. Like if you're a paranormal author, you're a paranormal author and this is what you're doing until that series runs out of money and everyone hates you because they're tired of reading (laughs) your characters for that series. But I mean, I, and I think that some people still, you know, still do that. And that's awesome because that's where their love and their passion is. But I definitely think that, um, knowing where your money's coming from, but still being brave enough to write whatever is inside of you is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what's the advice we always get, write the story you would want to read. And, oh and that's why a lot of us do <laughs> play in different genres. We don't just stick to one. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I go from horror to young adult to, to adult, adult, <laughs> to urban fantasy, to paranormal romance. I'm, you know, I'm all yeah, over the definitely. board. But- yeah, you know, and, and and it's usually the cover that drives me to write the story at this point. Yes, <laughs> Katie's gonna laugh. <laughs> Are you a cover I'm, addict? Okay. <laughs> Her cover collection. Oh, oh yes. You're gonna take away your credit cards when those cover designers yes. are doing pre-made sales. And... So, and are you are you a cover addict? Like, I'm a cover whore. <laughs> that way, she yes. sends me messages and goes, "Tell me to stop, say no," and then sends me this cover, and I'm like, "I can't say no. I wish I could get it." <laughs> I've been, yeah. Yeah. Does everyone hoard covers? Is that do you? Do I do no, not. No. I do not because I know that I am probably not going to actually use it. So I do. I have a couple covers right now, but mm. no, like I'm really careful about it. Um, just because of that, like even to the point where I'm like, oh no, they're having a sale. Like, <laughs> don't look. <laughs> yeah, don't look. Yeah, that's. A, I've. I've. I've unsubscribed not unfollowed so i don't mm-hmm. get notices anymore yeah so, so you know i and 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 that way <laughs> i love that is this is this knob too yeah <laughs> if okay. i had more money i would probably be a hoarder i i have to to wait until i can afford it <laughs> well you know i have the cover for our next series so <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Katie and I co-wrote a series a while back and we're going to be covering again at some point when, when she's ready. <laughs> yeah. We got to come up with something new. It's been too long. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I started with, with like my, the covers that I, that I had that I collected or, or whatnot, or that I'd seen that I was like, I'd really like to do that. But I, I know that I'm not going to be able to write like a full book for it is what I started turning into the anthologies that I've, you know, mm-hmm. that I've organized because I just like, I have a bunch of little stories, you know, short stories that, mm-hmm. that need a home, but like, I'm not going to put them out, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like I, and so what, you know, that's, that's kind of what I've done with them just to, just to work with, you know, other authors and, and collaborate and have friends and, and do that kind of, kind of stuff in a low stress type environment, unlike our rituals and runes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a high stress oh, yeah, a that's, high stress that's a high stress um, very highly organized yeah. though which yes. is that to the marine and me that was the first thing i was like oh i can do this because oh yeah it's, this it's is this is organized. laid out i can 
yeah. get in line and don't, don't stop your, <laughs> and I, I can do that, mm-hmm. but yeah, I yeah. can't, I can't do, I can't do chaos or un, just unknown. Cause then I'll, I'll be off doing my own thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so the, the structure of, of one of those list building anthologies, you guys have a lot of people who are good at certain things that can help really target those areas. I think that's probably, it makes the marketing, I think a little, I wouldn't say easier, but more streamlined. You, you know what you're supposed to do. You've got a direct, you know, plan of action that can be focused on instead of just, I mean, we all throw shit at a wall and hope, let's hope something sticks. Mm -hmm. I think is kind of how most of our marketing works as a solo author. Well, that's, that's, it's spreadsheet, spreadsheet after spreadsheet after spreadsheet. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, but like some people give, you know, some people give list names grief and, you know, and I, I know people who give list names grief and whatnot, but I tell them all the time, like when we, this is, this isn't like a new situation, right? Like you individually, the amount of time and money it takes to get your book out there and to get enough sales to hit that, like that is either like you are a, a super diamond sh- shining star. Someone found you, grabbed you, and then you just exploded um, into that, or you've built, you know, built that on your own and, and awesome for you. But for the person that is like working or going to school and trying to do this, like it is no different than when they used to take this New York times bestselling author, this New York times bestselling author, this person you've never heard of and release an anthology with them. Right. And suddenly this person you never heard of is a New York times bestselling author. Mm-hmm. And look, they've got a new novel, right. New York times bestselling author. Well, so don't yeah. tell me that, you know, Jane, nobody would have got that on her own before. So, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, Yes, I agree. It's the business of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I also think like sometimes people are like, oh, you you spend a lot of ads to get there. And it's like everybody, anybody who's on this list, whether you're going solo or not, you have spent yes. you spent ad yeah. money to get there, yeah. whether the whether ad, it was on this book. Or, <laughs> right. Like you probably spent ad money on the book that got on there, but you also spent how much ad money to build your audience all the way up to that. So I think right. that's worth saying as well. <laughs> it is very much a pay-to-play system. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, for, for all of publishing, lists, whether you hit a list or not, and also in traditional publishing. In traditional or small press, indie, yeah. like it's... It, you it's, gotta be visible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You gotta be visible and have something that, you know, that, that... What is it? What do they say? You have to see something... How many oh, times? seven or eight times, yeah. Seven or eight times before you will act on it. You know, and, with- it, and it's it's actually true. You know, I've seen some things come through my Facebook seven or eight times mm-hmm. that I'm like, you know, I really do need a blender. <laughs> I don't have one at home because my blender died. So, you know, it's like, okay, see you down around. See, I'm the opposite. If I see something seven or eight times on Facebook, I'm like, God damn it. And then I, I report the ad. <laughs> But if you see it seven or eight times, like repeat, like back to back, like they, they try to like shove this stuff on you. Like it's, it's every day you're seeing it. You can't see it like that because then it just becomes like visual, like white noise. Like it's just, you know, whatever. I'm not even paying attention to that anymore. But, um, 
you know, like if you see it popping up periodically, which is yeah. why it's in all the different different yep. places, then that's that's when it starts to you start to pay attention to it or you start to see it more than once or, you know, um, oh. And I know Big Brother's listening. <laughs> I absolutely know that because I oh, yeah. <laughs> I was at my daughter's house talking to one of her friends and I turned and my, my underwire snapped. And I'm like, oh my God, my bra snapped. I'm going to have to find a new one. Mm. <laughs> yes, I'm saying this <laughs> on the show. Um, and, and after that, I was barraged with bra ads on Facebook or anywhere I went, it popped up, it popped up. I'm like, I know I need it, but stop. That's that, what I <laughs> that used to be a game before my daughter moved out. Yes. Um, she had yeah. those echo things all over her room yeah, and in her story. bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we would every so often just yeah, wander in her room well. and mention random products. And then she'd come in and do the same thing to me. She'd just mention random products. And they, sure enough, would pop yeah. up yeah. on social media later. And you'd hear it from, like, the other room. Oh, I did it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Like, the most random things you could think of. And sure enough, an ad would show up for it within, like, you know, the next couple hours. It's like, oh, oh yeah. seriously. <laughs> so, well, as long as they would have- do that... You know, making sure that all of our stuff like pops up for everyone because if if you're that listening, nice. if like if you're listening, Mark Zuckerberg and whoever the flip else is out there, like <laughs> I would like my USA Today bestselling because you know here's the thing for me: if I ever go back into mm-hmm. like full time teaching, mm-hmm. who would you rather take your creative writing course from? Dr. Nagel, our USA Today bestselling author, Karen Norman. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter how much, how much yeah, education I have, how long I've been teaching, how many years I've had in this industry. It they want that mm-hmm. bestselling status. Yeah. Yeah. I have seven under my belt from way back. <laughs> Pre-COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, I have a few as well. Yeah. Huh? My pen name has one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, the, hey. that's the worst yeah. thing about having pen names is you're like, oh, dang it. Now I got to go do another USA Today bestseller run. To get, the, <laughs> get, get the USA Today again because it's, yeah. Which is sad because I've done the, the list ones years and years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think we were in the same. I think we were in the same yeah. one. Couldn't get it from my regular <laughs> name, but my pen name got it. God yeah. dang it! <laughs> <laughs> that's why I kept mine through the whole thing. <laughs> well, and that's. I mean, like you have it, like you know, especially for for me, like my real name uh, mm-hmm. would be there, but like that would still count as my like my pen name is, you know. Mm-hmm. Because that that would be real for those students too. Is to, yeah. you know, they're not all going to want everyone at their job knowing who they who they are and what they're writing. There was yeah. a time when you yeah. know when I did have to keep that stuff separate. Um, but that time is over because I'm too exhausted. 
Like I'm just <laughs> at the point where it's like, no, uh, no, yeah. I just tell, and with the internet and stuff, like students were finding me anyway. So they were mm -hmm. like, or if I did back then, right. Because I had print books. If I did book signings in the area of, you know, Barnes and Noble mm -hmm. or whatever, when uh, students would find me the next thing, you know, like everyone knows, I would just tell them like, you have to wait until the end of the semester. Mm -hmm. Because you have to wait till the end of the semester or deal with it on your own. Yep. <laughs> deal with it on your own because, you know, nobody's running around asking Stephen King um, if he's getting his period and blowing up the gym later, right? So why are you running around worrying about what, you know, erotic romance writers are doing in their real life? <laughs> So since the three of you write nonfiction and fiction, which one do you prefer? Fiction. Um, I, you know, I like both. I, I can't, I really wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying like I liked one or the other because I feel like they both feed different parts of me. And um, I will say that the nonfiction business is, uh, it's like bigger right now. Like, mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, I won't say by how much, but it's a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's always, you know, so, so I am doing more in fiction, uh, but it's, you know, it, it's like, it is kind of, it's kind of like the pen name thing. It's like, you know, when you have to start over, it's not as fun as like doing the thing that you're already like well known for and good at. And like, you know, it mm -hmm. comes really easily. You just send an email and like, everything's happening versus the pen name where you're like, uh, like, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I have four pen names and I feel like I, I like go kind of year by year, like, okay, for like the next year, I'm kind of like more focused on this one and then I switch. And so, hmm. yeah. Interesting. Carol, how about you? I think that that is very much like, like Solo explained it, like it depends on which version of me you're talking to. Right. So like mm -hmm. me as, as Tanya, the person who, who loves encouraging others and I will like brainstorm you out and get you set up to write a whole bunch of stuff because I'm not writing it. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I'll motivate the hell out of you to write some stuff. Um <laughs> I'll be your cheerleader all day long. You got this. While I'm sitting here like, I'm going to get this apple pie. Because <laughs> you know, I'm not on that same crazy schedule. I've done this too long. <laughs> but, but I, you know, like that part of me, like all of my Tanya Nagel stuff is meant to, you know, like connect with and help and encourage someone else to, to, you know, follow their dream, do their thing and, and to, to give themselves the grace and leeway to do it at their own pace and their own way. And to remember that if you have started, you are already ahead of someone else. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we are always trying to compare ourselves. Well, it's like, if you've started, you're already ahead of someone else. When I taught and I had an 80 year old student and, you know, she's like, I feel like I'm so behind. And I'm like, there, there are 18 year olds right now in high school. You're not behind. You're still ahead of them. Mm -hmm. Like, 
what's you do you <laughs> you're mm -hmm. you're ahead of them in so many ways like getting this degree with some 20 year olds like so what you got this um so that's that's just an ingrained part of me to to do that kind of stuff and then you know karen north like how i mean my gosh like i have so much fun writing <laughs> smut and and filthy dirty things that i would probably break someone's neck if they came at me trying to do like that's the day but like even in my younger days when i was flexible and maybe be able to do any of the things that i write like <laughs> i have the energy for that like sexy today is like i made dinner yes this 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 is sexy right now okay. <laughs> <laughs> so satisfied but like you know like on the page like forget it man like i i i will put some stuff on there that i'm just like like i walk away from it and i'm like i don't know kara like yeah <laughs> it is like a whole different person's doing that i don't know i i feel like it's like you're possessed, you know, and, and all this stuff is going on and these characters are pushing their way out onto this page and then, and then it's done. And you're just like, right, is somebody going to like that? No, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Oh man. Yeah. I, I get that. Like um, I, I don't write smutty stuff, but I, well, I, I used to, but then I kind of shut that pending down. But for my current pen name, I'm trying to, like, keep it, you know, pretty clean because, like, I write some young adult stuff. And, like, I was writing um, a story for this, and it's, like, a mafia angel romance with, like, a stepbrother. And there's, like, some kind of, like, it's, like, academy. There's some bully. I'm, like, how am I going to write this clean when it's, like, the mafia? <laughs> like, I, the mafia. And, like, like, there was just too much. So I was, like, writing, and I was, like, uh yeah this isn't gonna play well with my current audience but <laughs> so then I like went back through it and I like had to kind of tame it up and then I had to like make it more consensual because yeah. it was it was kind of getting into like um dubcon non-con territory <laughs> Had to make it a little less bully, so it, it was. Your other author was coming out. Yeah, like, she, she creeping was. up and taking I was over. Like, no mm -hmm. way, honey! Like you, you stopped publishing in 2016, and you're not coming back. I don't have time <laughs> for you. Like it was, I was like, dang. Like and why, I was why are you here again? <laughs> Mine actually is a clean story, which which shocked <laughs> my beta reader. <laughs> I'm like, like, it's actually <laughs> Mine is not but... as mine is tame. Um, mine is definitely tame compared to yeah. some other things. Like it, right. it's compared to Harpy, um, mm. Beast of Magic is um, yeah, I really tame. Like, I feel like it's hard to like, you know, especially in an anthology, like you don't quite want to introduce yourself as like you know like way over here it's like I mean I I don't know I always feel like a little bit more like okay I gotta keep this you know more generic for yeah um an anthology well, well, it, it's one of the few of my fractured fairy tales that is clean that you know the first one 
had some, but that was more of a cleaner one. I think you read red, <laughs> Katie, right? Yeah. Yeah. That that one was pretty tame. There were some sexual references, but not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but this one, there's a kiss, and I'm like, <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> Wait, how many people die? Uh, All right, it's more than one. So that's good. Yeah, it's more than one. She is in, like, that's why no one's having sex. She's killing them all. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so I had to, I was like, oh, wow, this just came out that way. It's one of the few. <laughs> I think, and I feel like you have to listen to that. And, and just like Solo did, like sometimes you have to listen to it and you have to put it all out there. And then, and then if you're looking at that and you're just like, and you have a reason, right? Like that's your pending, that's your market, that's your whole, your whole, yep. you know, spectrum brand, there. Like yeah. I put out, you know, I don't, I don't have a brand. My brand is just me being me, you know? So people yep. know that like, it's, it's, it's going to be what it is. You know, I have sweet stuff that's, you know, that's really nice and wholesome. And then I've got stuff that you're going to need a dictionary for, but mm. it is like a, like a, an erotic dictionary for it. <laughs> I assumed it was an erotic dictionary. <laughs> I, 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 I to find it out and make it correct. <laughs> but, you know, like you just know that you got to read the blurb and make sure that you you know which version yeah. you're you're gonna get. Yeah, I think it's fine to do that too. Um, for because like I know a lot of authors who have kind of like the whatever pen name, and then mm -hmm. they have like you know their pen name that's like really like on you know very like the right to market man. and like yeah. branded and like yeah it is a lot of this i mean sorry to say but like a lot of sweet romance authors or clean romance authors they have like the other pen name yes. you know where like anything goes but um what they've always said to me or and like just in general is you know you just have to build trust with your readers mm -hmm. and when you do that you can say Okay, so this has some bully in it. If you don't like that, you wanna, we want you wanna skip this one, and we'll be back with the other stuff that you like. But you know, and I think that can be really good too. Is just um, developing that communication with your audience. Yes. Oh yeah. And I think yeah, Anne just I, made a a comment about like her, now like her horror novels, you know, kind of got into yeah, a little bit spicy. of spice or whatnot. And yeah, <laughs> yeah like I I'm gonna and tell you so in you know in the the, the fantasy groups that i'm a part of um so you know just it's it's weird to me right because it's like get your romance out of my fantasy and like get your romance out of my horror get your romance out and i'm like what like first of all this isn't your fantasy you know <laughs> this is obviously you know karen north or echo north or you know whoever you know the, this is my fantasy my horror my whatever it is um, so just, you know, go, go get something that doesn't include it. But when romance is a part of the genre or, um, you know, in that blurb, it has like something that indicates this is going to be in here. Like you didn't have to get that book, you know, right. <laughs> like get your, get your expectations out of my novel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. 
<laughs> and if so I got I you all fired up, then counts. it's because <laughs> that romance did its job. Right. Right. That's true. If you're reacting, then the author did their job getting you to mm. react. Yes. Absolutely. You know, I, 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 when I'm writing a cringeworthy scene, I want the audience to cringe. When I'm, you know, writing a sad scene, I want the audience to cry. Sometimes you want I them cry. to be upset with you. Like you want yeah. them to say like, I can't believe you did that on page, blah, 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 blah. You, yep. I can't either. I'm glad we agree. You know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that character's such a jerk. I know. Imagine <laughs> living with that character in your head for that long. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. I couldn't exercise them, so I wrote them. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yep. <laughs> True. All right. Well, we are coming up on the hour. So before we go, is there anything you guys want to talk about, promote, let the audience know is, is coming out shortly, other than obviously the anthology? <laughs> yes. Do you guys have anything else coming? Just Just rituals and ruins? I have everything coming out. I have like, <laughs> I have been on like an anthology spree because when I was in between like, you know, jobs, like trying to, you know, relocate here and, and find everything and realize I can't drive anywhere in the winter. Um, I did a lot of writing. So I had all these short stories. So I, I have like, this is like my whole like <laughs> list of stuff. So right now, uh, Mythical Creatures of the Wife Fantasy, Jocks is a new adult contemporary Hollow, which will be coming out in um, July, is a, is a um, it's all like a collection of um, Halloween related yep. stories. Um, the Ritual in Ruins, which is coming out in October. Fiesta Nights, uh, which is all um, Latin American. The Mr. October. I have a military Christmas antho that I do with um, other veterans and spouses and family members. It's 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 a lot. And the anonymous BDSM. So it's it's that's just the beginning of it's rituals and ruins. Ruins. Yeah, R-U-N-E. I I always say that. Thank you. I say it too, so it's not just I cannot say that for whatever reason. That that's happened. Like and I I know I see it and I say it as ruins every time. Like I obviously need to go. To Stonehenge or something. It's just calling me because I cannot say runes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Cara, where can they find you online? Oh, at uh, www.creativewritingwithdrnagel.com. It's Nagel like bagel. And, <laughs> and we'll, we'll put the uh, yeah. link in the show notes after, after <laughs> we're done here. All right. Uh, Solo, how about you? Yeah, uh, the thing I have coming up is really the Kickstarter in October. Um, you can go to solostorm.info to uh, take a look. Right now, there's just a pre-launch page because it won't it won't go live till October. Um, but what it is, it's five romance novels. It's a Jane Austen retelling of Pride and Prejudice. Not that, you know, not that we need more of those, but. Oh, we do because I'm gonna. I'm doing one, um, <laughs> and so the first book is about um, you know the main couple, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Bennet and Darcy, and then the other four are about her. Each one of her sisters, so mm. they're all standalone. So it'll be it'll be really cool. It's um, it's a witch. It, it's reimagining the story um, as like with like paranormal elements, witches, that sort of thing. And there's a tarot deck connected to it. So if you like tarot, then it could be really cool as well. So 
Yeah, solostorm.info. Nice. Jane, how about you? And of course, I've got Rituals and Runes on October 4th. And I also have Tainted Mind, the third book in, in Shades of Night. And in December, I have, I, I have a short story in Starlight, which is an anthology of Christmas stories. It's Joy, which is the prequel to Silent Night. So anybody who's read Silent Night, um, that's a little short that's story. That's a beautiful that. cover. <laughs> so. All right. Um, and this and week, this week is release week. Finally, yes. I know I've been talking about it forever. Friday, Acknowledge and Heal comes out. That's our Women's Guide to PTSD written by myself and Virginia Cruz. So we are super excited. We'll be doing a, a live, I believe, on Facebook on release day to talk about it. But oh, this has been so long building this one up. And it's, it's like, finally yeah, ready. It, if you have any any trauma in your life, it's a great, great, great book to help. So I'm hoping it, it helps lots and lots of people. But that's all I've got coming out right now. And uh, I think and that's all we've got for the show. Week. We are yeah, off we're next off week. Next week. So. <laughs> so we'll be back the week after with more people to introduce you to, some more fun conversation. Thank you, Solo. Thank you, Cara. Both of you guys were wonderful. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having us. And for everybody out there watching, thank you for all your comments. We will see you next time.